Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hello, my dark darlings. I'm Markia, and this is the Something Scary Podcast. To our veteran listeners and those sheltering in the dark with us for the first time, welcome. Everyone needs to work, but we all do it for different reasons. Some get jobs wherever they can to pay the bills. Others are lucky enough to work in pursuit of a passion, regardless of why you work. It pays to put in the time and effort to excel at whatever you do. Otherwise, you could end up being worked to death. First, an Uber driver who must pick up a frightening passenger, followed by a telemarketer who gets in too deep with a customer. Then, a ballerina willing to rehearse herself to death. Finally, in our featured story, a video game developer tries to survive crunch time. I receive hundreds of creepy story submissions every single week, and of those, the scariest ones make it into our podcast, along with the story that we've chosen to animate and post over at youtube.com snarled. If you have a tale you're dying to share, send me an email at somethingscary@snarled.com. So... Want to hear something scary? Worked to death. Projecting your own fears and anxieties onto others won't make the reality of your situation go away. When your guilt becomes too much, you only have yourself to fear. Like in this story, inspired by Brian. Owen drove along the narrow, decrepit road, feeling uneasy about this path in the dark. He was only hoping his Google Maps had enough service to get him to the location to pick up his next Uber passenger. A cloud of mist hung in the air, and it looked like it was about to storm on this abandoned road. It was reminiscent of a stereotypical horror film, he chuckled to himself, trying to suppress his anxiety. He couldn't quite shake the feeling that something was watching him with a voyeuristic intent. In an attempt to change the mood, he turned up the volume on the radio, hoping that it would drown out the little voice in his head telling him something was wrong. Breaking news. A woman's voice bellowed through the stereo, making Owen jump. As we know, three people have been found dead in the last week all missing their thumbs. We now have new CCTV footage that shows a possible suspect responsible for these crimes. His description is as follows. Male, 6'2", 
Short black hair. He was wearing a white t-shirt. The voice of the radio host abruptly faded to static. Owen tried to tune in again, but to no avail. He was once again left in the isolation of his own ruthless thoughts. His only saving grace was that he was now about five minutes away from his pickup location. As he approached, up in the distance, he could barely make out the silhouette of something. It looked like a large animal. But as he drove closer, a humanoid shape became more defined. It was beckoning him, telling him to slow down. This must be my passenger, he thought. Even though he was still a few minutes away from the pickup location, Owen gradually slowed to a halt. He rolled down the window an inch. He was met with two green eyes peering back at him. Are you Zane? He asked as he checked the name of the person who requested the ride. Yeah. A deep, hoarse voice answered. Those enigmatic green eyes stared at him expectantly. Wincing, Owen unlocked the car doors. The man stepped in and sat down in the back seat. Now that he was inside, Owen tried to get a clearer look at him, but it was still too dark. He had a sinking suspicion this might not be the man he was supposed to pick up. Owen could only make out matted black hair and sallow, peach-tinted skin under a hoodie. He asked him if he was from around here trying to make small talk. Zane ignored the question and instead muttered back, asking if they could just turn on the radio. The rest of the journey was quiet, but not peaceful in any way, just uncomfortable. Owen could feel his heart throbbing in his chest, feeling tense about his passenger. His eyes constantly glanced from the road to the rearview mirror. Suddenly, the headlights died, and Owen slammed on the brakes. I'm sorry, I, I can't see the dang road. He looked back at the man to see his reaction, but the stone-faced Zane remained unchanged until he suddenly reached into his pocket. What are you doing? Owen asked nervously. Zane told him he was getting his phone to call a different driver. Owen didn't believe him. They began to argue until Owen hurriedly grabbed his Bowie knife from the glove compartment and pointed it at Zane in the back seat. Get out he said with a now aggressive tone and voice. Zane, trembling, exited the Uber and said it was all good. He didn't want any trouble. But Owen got out of the car after him. Owen, standing six feet and two inches tall, towered over Zane. He told Zane he just couldn't trust him and he couldn't have anyone turning him into the police. Before Zane could even speak, Owen stabbed him to death and then slowly began to remove both of his former passengers' thumbs. He started his car and turned his headlights back on, which he had purposely switched off earlier. As Owen placed Zane's thumbs in the already full cooler in the front seat, his cell phone went off with an alert and he began to follow his Google Maps to pick up the next victim hitching a ride. Thank you so much, Brian, for inspiring this Uber tale. I don't know how frequently people use Uber right now, but I know that I would love to have some more scary tales involving ride shares. 
If you can think of one or if you've had an experience, go ahead and send it to us. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. If you're fascinated by the darker sides of humanity, join us every week on our podcast, Serial Killers where we go deep into notorious true crime cases. With significant research and careful analysis, we examine the psyche of a killer, their motives and targets, and law enforcement's pursuit to stop their spree. Follow Serial Killers wherever you get your podcasts and get new episodes every Monday. Everyone hesitates when the words unknown caller come across their cell phone screens, for good reason. Because if you don't decline that call, it might cost you your life. Like in this story, inspired by Adam. Kai had been working as a telemarketer for years. Calling people uninvited and soliciting them for business wasn't the ideal job. However, It wasn't particularly eventful, and he had become numb to the disgruntled people on the other end of the line. Often, he found himself bored, no matter how angry the people were about his calls. That all changed one day, when the person on the other end of the phone wasn't angered by his call, and instead had a pitch of their own. With a stern, monotone voice, They began telling Kai a tale. The voice described a universe almost identical to ours with people who were identical to us. They even say the same words we do, except they are dying to be us. A world of doppelgangers waiting to invade our lives and take over because their world is an inverted version of ours. Where our sky is blue, theirs is red. When we make a decision to go right, they go left. All the mistakes we could have made, they experience. They are hungry for our lives and are determined to take them. But how? Kai gasped. Answer a phone call from your own number and you will be hunted, the scratchy voice warned, and with a click, the call was ended. Kai tried calling back, but the number was disconnected. Usually, his work didn't affect him, even when people threatened him. This particular exchange, however, really shook him. It felt less like a warning 
and more like a prophecy, but he soon forgot about it. That is, until later that night, when he was woken up by a flash of light followed by a sound. It was his phone ringing at one in the morning. The ringtone was distorted and unfamiliar. In a daze, he answered, confused as to who would be calling at this hour. He said, hello, sleepily and a bit annoyed. There was a short pause, but then a voice that sounded exactly like his own answered back. Hello? What do you want? He asked, growing increasingly impatient. Once again, after a pause, the person on the other end echoed him. What do you want? Curious, Kai looked at the phone. His heart stopped and his blood turned to ice in his veins. In a panic, he quickly hung up. On edge and terrified, Kai remembered the strange call and the message that came with it. It was his number that called him, and it was his voice on the other end. He checked his house to be sure all the windows and doors were closed. As he crawled back into bed, he tried to convince himself it wasn't real. And then his cell rang again. Once again, his own number flashed across the screen, but fear wouldn't let Kai answer. Finally, it stopped. And just as he felt relief, Kai heard someone unlock his front door. Kai suddenly realized his doppelganger would also have copies of his possessions, copies of his house keys. He quickly looked for a place to hide, but where? Could he hide from himself? Fingernails scratched the walls as familiar footsteps ascended the staircase. Please don't come for me, Kai screeched in desperation. His own words echoed back to him as if answering his plea. Please don't come for me. Kai's bedroom door opened and he found himself face to face with himself. Shock ran through his body and he became paralyzed with fear. It was like looking into a mirror, but there was one distinct difference which gave Kai the courage to stand up for himself. Everyone will know you're not me. Your eyes are devilish red, he said triumphantly. Like a cruel joke, his other self cracked a smile and sang those same words. Everyone will know you're not me. Your eyes or a devilish red. Kai watched in horror. The color of his eyes faded into the proper hazel color while his own eyes burned in his skull and he lost the ability to speak for himself. As my eyes change, the switch is complete and now you will be destined to repeat, the doppelganger said, cackling with laughter. Unable to stop himself, Kai repeated, As my eyes change, the switch is complete, and now you will be destined to repeat. A portal suddenly opened below Kai's feet, and he fell into the hellish dimension of his duplicate. The doppelganger was now the one true Kai of this earth. He happily hopped in the shower, eager to go to his telemarketing job. As he got dressed, His cell phone rang with a call from his own number. The now one true Kai 
declined the call. Thank you so much, Adam, for inspiring this story. I know one thing that my uh, family likes to tell me is that they think that there's a lot of me in the world because I always seem to remind someone of their cousin or some other distant relative. Mom likes to joke about that. But have you ever come into contact with someone who looks like you? What would you do if you met your doppelganger? People often wish they could walk in someone else's shoes, but we should be careful what we wish for, because another's path can be a deadly one. Like in this story, inspired by Madison. Thank you to one of our patrons, Karina, whose name has been used as a character in this story. The upcoming show at Anika's Theater was particularly special to her. She had been a ballerina since she was a child, but when she was accepted to the National Ballet Company, she had the opportunity to fulfill her dreams. It had been four years, however, since she began, and she lost every principal role to Karina. Karina was always intense, but this season was different. Karina practiced too often and too hard, and she began to lose her mind. She claimed a voice that called itself Patrick burrowed into her brain and forced her to dance. Her toes looked as if she had been rubbing them against a cheese grater for weeks. A medic had to strap her down and sedate her to prevent her from dancing on her bloody, shredded feet. With three weeks before opening night, Anika was to take the lead. She had been rehearsing with Sasha all week, but Anika still felt behind. She decided she would go to the theater and rehearse by herself on days off to quell her nerves. The ghost light was on when she arrived. That's what they called the lone light bulb that sat electrified on the stage in an unoccupied theater. This way, the theater would never be dark. It is said the ghost light keeps away any evil spirits that might otherwise inhabit the space. Anika always felt the ghost light was a silly tradition, but nonetheless, she was grateful to not be in a dark auditorium. After turning on the lights and getting set up, she heard noises in the rafters, creaking as if someone was overhead. She attributed the sound to the warming lights. As she circled the stage, practicing her PK tours, she noticed that each time she danced by the left side of the stage, she got a chill. Every time she crossed the stage, she could see her own breath, but the rest of the theater remained warm. She checked for air vents, nothing. She tried to avoid that part of the stage, but wherever she moved, the cold spot seemed to follow. Anika got an icy feeling against her knee if her leg was not straight enough during an arabesque or under her elbow when her arms sunk too low. At one point, she swore she heard a voice from the wings say, Perfect. That's when she decided she would leave for the night. She had exhausted herself so much that now she was hearing things. She packed her belongings and turned off all of the lights, but in her haste to get home, she neglected to switch on what would turn out to be the most important light in the house. She arrived early the next morning. In the darkness of the theater, she realized 
she had forgotten to turn on the ghost light, but didn't really pay it much mind until she turned on the other theater lights. She shrieked at the sight of an imposing grayish apparition. He was a tall, intimidating man, built like a dancer, and he looked distraught. You left me in the dark, he said in a disgruntled tone. And after all I've done for you, he screamed. I didn't mean to. Who, who are you? Shaking with terror, she struggled to find the words. The spirit called himself Patrick. He told Anika that he had been watching her since she first arrived, and he knew she could be special. Karina wasn't special anymore, so he had to do something to clear the way for Anika to shine. Anika tried to back away to leave, but he wouldn't let her go. Don't try to leave, my dear, he said as he grabbed a hold of her. If you leave, you won't be the star. He compelled her on to her pointed toes, but she wasn't wearing her proper shoes. Cracking and crunching, her toes collapsed under her weight. She was wailing and screaming in pain while Patrick beautifully hummed Swan Lake, completely undisturbed by her cries. He scooped her up and began to dance with her. There were perfectly shaped rings of blood drawn on the stage by her toes as he twirled her around. They danced for what seemed like hours, And just when Anika thought she couldn't take it anymore, she suddenly felt a relief on her feet as she realized they were no longer dragging beneath her on the floor. Patrick floated with her up to the rafters. She pleaded with him to put her down as he explained. You see, your flesh and blood keeps you from being special. Eventually it will fail you just like it failed Karina. There's only one way for you to be my star, forever. He loosened his grip and her hands slipped free and her body hurtled towards the stage floor. A blood-curdling scream escaped her lungs before her body thumped and her bones shattered. Now, comforted by the ghost light, Anika's spirit stars in the show with Patrick every single night. Thank you so much, Madison, for inspiring this haunting tale. Is your job something you're passionate about, listener? How far would you go to be good at it? Would you make a deal with a ghost? Or have you made a deal with something else? Tell us your stories at somethingscary@snarled.com. It's so easy to get caught up in the fun of a game and escape into a different world. But when we get too distracted by games, we are ill-prepared for the terrible reality that has been right in front of us the entire time. Andre worked as a tester at Razer, a premier gaming company, which meant he got to spend hours every day in what they called the dungeon, gaming and giving feedback on the latest technology. One day, his colleague, Sira, burst in with some new gear. She explained Razer was trying to get a big contract from a Korean company. 
They had sent over a pair of awesome VR headsets for a new horror game, and the monsters were terrifying. She wanted Andre to check it out. Oh, too scared to play it yourself, Andre teased. Yes, she declared. She told him to record his feedback for her in the reaction video as he played. She'd check out the footage when he was done. Andre set up the camera, the game, and placed the fancy new VR helmet over his head. The screen went to a pop-up window that was full of what looked like wingding text scrolling on its own. The window suddenly disappeared and was replaced by another that read, Installation complete. That was weird. Andre had never seen that code before. Suddenly, he was immersed into a 360-degree view. He was in awe of how vivid the graphics were. He jumped at the sound of an alien-like clicking noise behind him. He laughed at himself for being scared and noted the realistic, creepy sounds of the audio. After messing around with the character mechanics, he made his way through the first level. He spent a few minutes running around the labyrinth of corridors and the abandoned psych ward looking for a key. But soon, he began to feel sick. Like motion sickness, maybe? He hadn't ever had that before, but he was nauseated and sweaty in the tight helmet. His vision began to blur, and it all felt so real. As his avatar rounded a corner, a vent above him dropped down, slamming him in the head, throwing him to the ground. He looked up with a dreaded fear into the dark shaft. He screamed as a monster swung down out of the vent rapidly and jumped onto his character. The beast pressed into his chest with claw-like fists and burrowed into his character's body. The creature then began to eat his character from the inside until there was nothing left but his character's still beating heart. Andre could barely breathe. It all felt so real. As his character responded, he suddenly heard Sarah shouting. Andre, are you okay? Sarah panicked as she pulled Andre's helmet off his head. He was laying on the ground in a pool of sweat, and he had a small cut on his forehead. Andre accused Sarah of pushing him over. She told him that was ridiculous. She only came to check in on him because she hadn't heard any feedback from him. Andre looked puzzled. I only just started. You have to give me a chance to play through the game. Sarah told him it had been 24 hours since she had first dropped off the gear. At once, they realized Andre had been in a trance playing the game all night. Andre, still feeling queasy, said it felt like the monster was really digging into his chest. Although he did find one glitch, he could never seem to get the pause function to work. Sarah told him he should go get some sleep. She would look into the pause glitch. As Andre was packing up to leave, his coworker Jay asked if he could try out the new VR. Andre told him to knock himself out and headed to bed. He was headed back to the dungeon the next day when Sarah frantically pulled him into her office. There's something very wrong with the game, she said in a hushed tone. Sarah explained she noticed something foreign in the code, almost alien. And after yesterday, she went to watch the reaction footage of Andre playing. Sarah played him the footage. He saw himself with the helmet on, and when the vent swung down, Andre was knocked to the ground as if he was really hit. 
Then, when the monster jumped on his chest in the game, it seemed like there was something moving inside Andre's body. It looked like a bulge was running under his skin, pushing through first in his stomach, then up to his chest. No wonder it felt so real when the monster burrowed into his character. Something seemed to be trying to break free from the game world. Andre was terrified watching himself. He wanted to know what the company had to say about this. That's the thing, Sarah explained. Sarah had done some research, and the company was shut down two years ago for unethical testing. She had guessed the cut on his head came from something that actually hit him, and that the pause button might not work if it wasn't a game. You can't pause something that's real, she whispered. We have to destroy that headset. In that moment, Andre remembered that last night, Jay had asked to use it. Sarah and Andre ran to the dungeon. There was no sign of Jay. They were relieved, hoping he had gone home last night. But when Andre went to pick up the headset off the ground, he was horrified. Laying there was Jay's still beating heart, pulsing in a pool of his own blood. Whatever was trying to escape the game was now free. This week's podcast stories were edited by Markia McCarty, Sarah Lukasiewicz, and Dennis Culver. Narration by Markia McCarty. Audio edited and mixed by Fitz Harris. Art and graphics by Mari Carlson. Produced by Hannah Mullen and Markia McCarty. Music by Sapphire Sandalo and Calvin Linderman. If you have a story you'd like to submit, send me an email at somethingscary@snarled.com. Don't forget to watch the video version of Something Scary over at youtube.com snarled. And if you'd like to support the show and everything we do at Snarled, join our Patreon at patreon.com snarled. Until next time, my dark darlings, sweet dreams. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.